Praise the Lord, everyone, on today. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live on the podcast with a word entitled, Walking in Your Dominion. Walking in Your Dominion. As we continue to go deeper into the supernatural things of God, as we continue to submit ourselves and come under the full subjection of the Holy Spirit that He may enlighten us, illuminate our mind to those things that are plentiful uh, in the unseen realm and which have been freely given to us because of the blood of Jesus and because of his now being seated at the right hand of the throne of God. If we are indeed in Christ Jesus, if we are indeed abiding in his righteousness, cleaving unto him, then we have been placed in a position in which the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen to live a life that is, as the Bible says, makes us more than conquerors and overcomers, meaning that we have been given power and authority over each and everything that comes against us in this life as long as we are in position with Christ Jesus. That no weapon formed against us means there's absolutely nothing that any man, any woman, any demon, any devil, any animal, any created creature or creeping thing can do against us that shall prosper. Now, that does not mean it will not form because we live in a fallen world and people are always plotting, always scheming, always conniving, trying to get an edge or to get an advantage or to advance themselves. But nonetheless, they know not they do it in vain as they do these things against the people of God or the children of God. We're not talking about religious people who place these themselves in these categories of being carnally carnally structured and not structured by the supernatural spirit of God, lacking the understanding that the Bible says that uh, that we must be born again, and except we be born again, we should not even see the kingdom of God. Then it goes on to expand it even further in the book of John, that except you be born of water and of the spirit, you cannot even enter into this supernatural realm that we're speaking of. So let us go back to the very beginning of where dominion was very first mentioned in the Bible. And let us define what dominion is before we even go into it, and we'll redefine it again. Dominion just means God God has given us control. Dominion over the earth. God has given us control, which makes us like managers of the earth, supervisors of the earth. We're rulers of the earth. We're the governors of the earth. We're the leaders of the earth. We're stewards of the planet. Because we're made in his image and his likeness, we are little gods on the planet who take all directions, all orders, all inklings uh, from the big God. And that gift makes us all powerful because he is all powerful. So when you go back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, and I won't read the whole verse, but the beginning part of the verse, if you go Genesis 1 26a, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God has given those who will come back into a committed, surrendered relationship with him through Jesus Christ complete control. 
they will be the vessels through which God would express himself and reestablish himself in the earth to keep the government of God, the order of God, that God has ordained until the end, until the second coming of Jesus Christ. This was the plan before sin, before the fall. And when Jesus Christ came, his blood, his sacrifice, his life, his witness, everything that he had ushered into the earth, allowed this very scripture, this very verse, this very plan of God, which had been disrupted to be reestablished. Hallelujah. For the plan that God had originally created for all men to operate in this place, to keep order in the planet. Because he knew Satan had already been cast out of heaven, that he was in the earth, and he and his fallen angels would come in with diabolical schemes, that they would come in with their rebellious plots and plans to continue to try and be or unsert the authority of God and exert themselves as God in a planet in which they did not create. Satan is not, Satan is not a creator, he is an imitator. He tries to imitate God. So God created man in his image and his likeness, meaning not physically, but he created man in likeness, in his, in his like, in his image and likeness, in his spirit. He gave him his attributes. He gave him his character. He gave him access to, uh, operate in his will, in his authority, in his likeness. When you go on further into the Bible and you read this, we know it to be so because if you go to Psalms chapter 8 verse 4, it reads the exact same thing where it is restated, and it says, Psalm chapter 8, verse 4, it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. God says it again through another vessel in the book of Psalms, that God created man. And God made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Meaning we can command the works of God's hands. He's given us dominion. How long will we continue to go through the world blaming systems and people, whatever race they are, or whatever gender they are, or whatever their issues are, whether they're in darkness, whether they're in light, whether they're Baptist, whether they're Catholic, whether they're European, whether they're Asian, whether they're American, it does not matter. They've all been placed under your feet if you're in position but you don't know this because you've not gone into the indebtedness of the things of God because your mind is not singularly focused on the things of God your mind is focused on building your kingdom on getting the riches of the world on getting the promotion of the world or on seeing the world doing all those things that the natural the natural man who dwells in darkness dwells in he cannot keep his mind stayed upon Jesus he cannot focus on the peace of God, the plans of God, the promises of God, because he's tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. He, like Satan, wants to build his own kingdom. And when I say he, I'm also talking about she. When will you walk in your dominion? When will you uh, desire to ascend to the high place? When will you surrender to the king of kings so that you can be a king and God can display himself through you and his glory and his honor and his majesty can be shared with others who need to see one who's walking upon this path. One who has surrendered their life to pick up, to deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow after him. 
When the Bible says the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, this is what it's talking about. It's talking about sons, men, who will return back to the created place, to the original position and positioning that God originally created them for. Not doing their own thing, but seeking out the thing that God created them for. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained before the foundations of the earth that we should walk in them. God has already ordained the plan for my life. God already knows why I'm here in 2020. It is my job to seek it out. Proverbs 25 and 2. For it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it is the honor of kings to search out a matter or seek out a matter. It's all in the scriptures. All in the book. But you must surrender your will. You must surrender your heart. You must open up your mind for God to show you these things and impart these things in you. It says it in Luke 24 and 45. And then he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. God is not going to open up your understanding if you simply want to try and use him and use the Holy Spirit in the world to build your own kingdom and establish yourself as a God or something other than what God has ordained for your life. The Bible said it's when I'm weak, when I'm made strong. The Bible says that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. The qualification for getting this, this knowledge, this wisdom, this divine impartation is that you're willing to be last. You're willing to go to the bottom. You're willing to be discounted as nothing in this world. Knowing that this world has a end date. That everything in this world is perishing every day. People are prospering but yet they're being held prisoner by the very things they're prospering by. With the economic downturn and the pandemic. And people are looking out the windows at the car notes that they have. That's not their car. Yes, because uh, the car dealers will be patient for so long before they want it back. But the houses they live in with the mortgages, that's not their house. Because, yes, the three months are almost up or the time is almost up where the forgiveness have, has been put in place to allow that leeway or that grace period for them to not pay their mortgages. But soon they're going to have to not only pay uh, the mortgage, they're going to eventually have to pay back that which is late. It is not total forgiveness. The very things that they lusted for and they were allowed to get and they gave God glory for and now they're prisoners to and it's causing them uh, a stress. It's causing them uh, lack of joy. It's causing them mental uh, instability and many, many other things because they're now prisoners to the very things that they thought would give them joy and peace and love. When you go to John chapter 14, and verse 12, you see the exact same thing when you're talking about walking in dominion. These are Jesus' words who came out and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, when people read this, because they're so uh, indoctrinated with Western uh, theology and, and Western religion, they just believe that these works were for a previous time, that we are to succumb to just the systems, the tradition, and the culture of today, that if we don't prosper, that that is a sign or a signal that God is not with us, not knowing that God's prosperity looks totally different than the world's prosperity, that God's prosperity has a total different effect on the life of those who will believe in and walk in it than the prosperity in the world. 
The prosperity of the world will give you instant relief from some things where the prosperity of God will take you through a process, through a prolonged period where it will look like you're losing, but you're really winning because you're being transformed from the inside out. All the things that God has for you will come upon you at a set time, in a set moment, in a set period to accomplish an appointed task. But if your mind is not renewed, if your heart is not right, then it will display that you don't really love God because it says those that wait upon the Lord. I have to be supernaturally structured to be able to wait upon the Lord. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. I'm not to be anxious because when I get anxious, then the enemy can come in and he can give me an Ishmael. He can give me a counterfeit. He can steal my heart away from the Lord. He can lead me in the wide path. In the wide path. The path where many that be there find it. Huh? And broad is the way. Yes, that's the path of destruction, the Bible tells us. But what we want to do is we want to return. We want to return back to that place. That place of being teachable. That place of being childlike in Christ. That place of hungering and seeking after this righteousness. That place of walking in dominion when we know that no matter what comes against me, it shall be defeated. That God has an appointed time that Goliath's head must be cut off. That God has an ordained time that I'm going to come out of this fiery furnace. That God already has shut the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. That God already knows that I'm going to be at the Red Sea six months from now. And that he's going to part it and I'm going to walk over on dry land. That God already knows, just like Lazarus, that the enemy is going to attack my body and is going to try and kill me. And I may lay in a coma temporarily. But God's going to raise me up because I'm in him. He's in me. I've surrendered my life unto him. And he says, be it unto you according to your faith. Because we know faith does not fail. Men fail. Faith does not fail. God's word shall not return unto him, boy. It shall accomplish that which it's sent out to do. God is faithful. We need men and women who are willing to be faithful, who's willing to be taught, who are willing to suffer, who are willing to sacrifice, who are willing to come out of the natural world, out of their natural mind and regain their royalty, their regal position in Christ Jesus. Children of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, walking in the fullness of what the blood of Jesus has given them and not a shadow of it. Not a form of it through religious sisters, men who prosper of the ignorance and the oppression and the lack of hunger of the people who were satisfied with going to the building, but now understand through this miraculous move of God that's going on in the land and has been going on for several months now and shall continue to go on because God is doing a great cleansing. There's a great separation happening. The sheep from the goats, the children that are legitimate children from the bastard children. God is raising up those that are his. The kingdom of God is being revealed. It is being expanded. It is time for the marvelous light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to come forth into the land to show that he is Jehovah Jireh for those that will believe him to be so. That he is Jehovah Rapha for those that will grab onto him like the woman with the issue of blood to receive their healing. That he is Emmanuel, God with us. That he is the great I am, whatever you need me to be, when you need me to be it, as long as you are what I have commanded you to be to me, in me. Hallelujah. It is a glorious time in the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says you can let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Bible says in the book of Psalms, the 27th chapter. How deep are you in the word and how deep is the word in you? Don't be offended when you hear things that you may not understand. You don't understand them because that's not where your focus has been. That's not where your heart has been. And when you do hear something that contradicts what you've been taught, you must at least consider that it could be true and there may be more to what your preacher didn't give you. But because you're still in the flesh, because you're still opinionated, because you're still fearful, you get afraid when God sends a vessel onto you that has a rhema word or a deeper word or a word that's sent to cut you, to convict you, to help you change. Hallelujah. Wake up, rise up, get up, because it's time to walk in your dominion. No more shrinking, no more turning around, no more being in fear, no more willing to reside in darkness, no more allowing the enemy to take that which God has given you, no more allowing him to destroy your family, no more allowing him to keep finances from you, no more seeds of fear being imparted into your heart and into your mind. Because you were created in the image and likeness of the almighty God, the only true God. Hallelujah. Walk in your dominion in the name of Jesus. Amen.